right. Repeat after me. Every day matters. If you are on social media, it's hashtag every day. If you want sermon notes to this series, just send an email to info at bridgechurch.cc. And uh, also, those, those go to our office staff, so let them know if you want notes for, uh, for Pastor Farrell, for, for myself, or Pastor Andrew. Of course, I know you're going to want my notes. Um, but just let them know uh, what notes you want, and we'll send those to you as well. <clears throat> Actually, my notes are Pastor Farrell's notes. I just kind of personalize a little bit as well. But we're in a series called Every Day, and let me give you a little quick review. We're talking about being intentional for living for Jesus every single day. And this is part five, and we've shared about the importance of embracing our responsibility to serve daily as God's ambassadors on this earth, and that was a very challenging message. And then we talked about the importance of addressing daily the health of your attitude. And we actually spent two weeks on that because... Talking about our attitude is so important that we felt like we needed two weeks on that. And our need for the Holy Spirit to live as God's ambassadors and to have a positive attitude every day that reflects the love and hope of Christ. I urge you to go online and listen to any of the messages that you've missed. And in this message, we are going to talk about establishing core values. Establishing core values. Core values will shape your life. Core values will shape your family. They are so important. What is a core value? And, and this, is, uh, this is by Cliff, Cliff Leach. He gave uh, three, three uh, uh, reasons about a core value and, and, and the definition of that. He talked about human or worldly values include wealth, power, pleasure, revenge, fame, vanity and status. Do you see that in our world today? Everywhere I see that. These morals are the most important things to people who perceive no power or purpose beyond themselves. Worldly values promote jealousies, resentments, and conflicts among people in harmony with the purposes of Satan. The values taught in the Bible, however, are most often the opposites of worldly values. So if you want to want to know why it's so hard to be a Christian in an ungodly world, this is it. Because we're going against the current. The values in the Bible are kindness and respect for all people instead of power, humility instead of status, honesty and generosity instead of wealth and greed, self-control instead of self-indulgence, and forgiveness instead of revenge. Those are the values that we find in the Bible. Christian values promote peace and goodwill among people in accordance with the purposes of God. And Cliff Leach goes on to say, we will never achieve perfection in this life. But those people who strive to obey God find a sense of joy and peace that no worldly rewards can match. When you obey God, you will find joy and peace 
that nothing else can compare to. Amen? And if you're not obeying God right now in your life, and you can still be a believer, but not, not, being, not obeying God in a certain area of your life, and if that's happening, I guarantee you there's unrest, there, there's a lack of joy, and there's a lack of peace in your life. And you're going to continue to feel that way until you bring that to God and you lay it at his feet. Family Life is a national marriage and family ministry that, uh, that we support and, and we've grown and learned a lot from them. They talked about determining your core values. Determining your core values, you have to ask yourself a couple of questions when determining your core values. One is, what do you believe in? What do you believe in? Number two, what really matters to you? What really matters to you? Three, what values will help govern how you live your life? What values will help govern how you live your life? And fourth, the fourth question you have to ask yourself when you're determining your core values is what values do you want to pass on to your children? What values do you want to pass on to your children and your grandchildren as well? Family Life says, we find that most people make decisions according to a few core values, but many have never taken the time to articulate just what those values are. If you want to leave a godly legacy, you first must determine what you believe in. Because if you don't know what you believe in, then you don't know what's most important to you. And then you need to evaluate how well you are living according to those values because your children will learn from your actions and lifestyle more than your words. Help me, Jesus. Your children will learn more from your actions and lifestyle, more than your words. For example, if one of your core values is my family comes before my job, that's a core value you may have, and they see you consistently working so many hours that you rarely have time to spend with them, they'll conclude on their own by your actions and by your life that your real core value is my work is more important than my family. That's what, that's what they're going to believe. And, uh, man, this is tough. Like, I'm, I'm a worker. I'm a worker, and, and, I, and I get a lot of fulfillment out of my work, and, and there's a lot of demands on, on my job and, and, and being a campus a pastor and overseeing this campus and, and, and all the hats that, that I wear. Uh, and, you know, and I don't know if you're like me, but there's some times where I'm like, okay, once I just get done with this, then things will slow down a little bit. Are you guys like that a little bit? And it never does, okay, because life is demanding. Your jobs are demanding. Ministry is demanding. And so you have to be intentional, and you have to say no to even good things. You know, you may... It may, may be helpful for you to work overtime and, and get a little extra money, and, and especially during Christmas. I understand that. 
But if you're always doing that, sometimes, you know, there's, there's a few more things that are more important than money. There's, you get a little over to like 900 Saturdays to spend with your kids before they turn 18. 900 Saturdays. So if your kid is, uh, you know, I, actually, I think it was actually before 18. Some of you are like mathematicians. You're going to figure that out right now. But if your kid's like nine years old, that has dropped down to like 450, just like that. So what is your core value? When you live by Christian core values, you are firmly planted. And I want us to take a look at Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. We'll be looking at the New Living Translation. It says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of droughts. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. When your trust and your hope and your confidence is in Jesus and you are nourished by God every day, your core values will be firmly planted in Christ and you will continue to produce fruit even in difficulty. Even when you go through a trial that, that you don't want to go through, God can still produce fruit through that. And when your core values line up with God's core values, it will result in a life that honors God and brings him glory. And that's what life is about. Our life is, 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 is supposed to be about honoring God and bringing him glory in all that we do. To hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant, is what our soul truly longs to hear. Truly longs to hear. So when you put in the work of establishing your personal core values as a Christ follower, here are a few benefits you'll enjoy. And I have six of them, if you guys want to write these down. <clears throat> Number one, core values reveal what's important to you. Core values reveal what's important to you. Values reveal your bottom line and make it clear whether or not your deepest desire is God's heart for your life. What are your priorities? What are non-negotiables for you? What are non-negotiables for your marriage? What are non-negotiables for your family? What are non-negotiables for your life? Have you heard it said in your house or maybe the house you grew up in? We don't do that in this family. Have you heard that? I heard that growing up and I say it now. We don't do that in this house. We don't treat each other like that in this house. And what that is, is that, that is core values being established. You know, we don't lie to each other. 
We don't do that in this house. We are kind to one another. We are loving and we are forgiving. That's who we are. That's who the White family is. My last name is White. <laughs> I always got to clarify that. Number two. Core values keep you focused on righteousness. Core values keep you focused on righteousness. You know, there's changes in American culture are having an impact on Christians. Some of the changes have been good and some are bad. So core values cause you to ask, is this cultural change in harmony with my Christian core values? Discard those that contradict and embrace those that are in agreements. Number three, core values affect the Christian's overall lifestyle. Affect the Christian's overall lifestyle. Your values form your entire life and the direction it will head. Your values can keep you from making poor and stupid decisions that will negatively impact you for the rest of your life. Don't you wish you would have known and lived by some core values in your late teens and early 20s? Can I get a witness? Number four, core values shape your character. Your character determines how you live your daily life. Your character determines how you live your daily life. Your character is what you do when no one is watching. And that can be at work, that can be at home, it can be late at night when you're on your computer and everyone else is in bed. That's character, that's integrity. Number five, core values cause you to act. Your core values and beliefs motivate you to engage and they give meaning to your ministry. They impact you at a deep level that brings a sense of cause and significance to your life. If you have a core value, all right, and you see a need that has to be met, the only thing you can do is act upon that, right? Uh, my father-in-law, he, is, uh, he has a gift of service. And he's probably one of the biggest, has one of the biggest servant hearts I know. And he is just compelled to serve. Like, the only thing he can do is serve when there is a need. And, and I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I mean, I've personally been blessed by that. And, and so many of you have been blessed. And this community and, and so many people around the country where he's lived have been blessed by his servant heart. See, he has, he's got a core value, a core belief. When there's a need, you meet it. That's a core value and belief that he has. So what is your core belief and value that causes you to act when you see a need right there? Number six, core values are a major factor in determining 
your ministry and life success. A Christian's deep-rooted ownership and understanding of his or her core beliefs will result in a life well lived. When it's all said and done, it doesn't matter who you please if you don't please God. When it's all said and done, it doesn't matter who you please if you don't please God. So if you are living a life right now and you are more concerned about pleasing others than pleasing God, you need to stop right where you're at and ask God to give you perspective. Ask God to give you purpose. Ask God to give you meaning because he will. And he is a loving father and he will answer that. And it's not going to be easy, but it'll be so worth it. There's so many things, so many areas that get our attention and so many areas in this life that get our finances and, and time that don't matter. We want to live for eternity, things that are going to last. An illustration of the importance of core values, let's say you've moved somewhere and you are looking for a church. We got a lot of military, you know, that comes in and out of here, and, and, and they move, and, and we always try to hook them up with another church uh, if, if they go somewhere because it's so important to get plugged into a, a Bible-believing church that loves Jesus and teaches the word and truth. Um, but what would be the most important thing you would be interested in if you were trying to find the best church in the community for you and your family? Uh, you know, the Internet hasn't always been around. Uh, I didn't start using a computer until I was in college. And, um, and I remember my sister was like, Jeremy, come check this out. There's an awesome thing called email. And, I, and it blew my mind, you know. Um, but nowadays, when people move somewhere or are checking out a church, what's one of the first things they do? They go to the website, right? They go to the website. They go to they go to to, to an app, an app maybe uh, the church has, and they check out the church, and they check out the pictures, they check out the videos, they they check out the staff. Maybe they check out the culture. Kind of what's what's the culture? Maybe they check out the environments. But most important, they check out the beliefs and values of that church, don't they? So I wanted to briefly go over the bridge core values. The bridge core values, bold faith. We value bold faith and believe that following God involves intentional acts of courage and that selflessly giving of oneself is necessary to advance his kingdom in the world. Bold faith, acts of courage, selflessly giving and advancing his kingdom. That's one of our core values here at the bridge. Number two, loving God. We value loving God and believe that consistently engaging in a variety of personal and corporate worship experiences is the ultimate expression of love for every believer and church. 
loving God in personal and corporate worship experiences. If this is all the Jesus that you get, you're starving, man. You are starving. Just eat one time a week and see how you do. You can't do it. You weren't, you weren't meant to do it. You know, if you're uh, drawing close to the Lord throughout the week, this is just like, man, this is like the culmination. This is the celebration where you get to, you get to be with your church family and celebrate what God's doing. Biblical authority. We value biblical authority. And believe that the Bible serves as the ultimate source of truth. And it is the guide to faith and a, and a life because it is, it is inspired by God. And it is truth without error. We believe the Bible is inspired by God. And it's truth without error. Anybody watch Fixer Upper in here? Chip and Joanna Gaines? Uh, they're our friends. Not really. Don't you want to just be friends with them? Don't you just like, hey, can we just get together for coffee? I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy you Starbucks. Let's just get together. Um, love them. Love their show. Um, they've cost my family a lot of money with the ideas they've given my wife. But, but it looks good. Our house looks great. You've done a great job, hon. Um, they love Jesus. And they are unapologetic about that. And if you've been on social media this week, there was an article uh, by someone that doesn't like them very much. And so was trying to slander them and uh, was talking about the church that they go to in Waco, Texas, believes that marriage is between a man and a woman. Shocking, right? That a church would believe that. So this article is just blasting the, the, the church. It's blasting the gains. I'm sure they've gotten a lot of flat from it. <clears throat> Do you know that the bridge believes that marriage is between a man and a woman as well? Because that's what the Bible says. And we believe in the Bible. Now, if you are living that lifestyle, if you are living a homosexual or bisexual uh, relationship right now, you're living, you're, you're living that lifestyle, we are so glad that you are here. We're so glad. And you know what? If you're living that kind of lifestyle, you can even serve here. You can go out in the parking lot and wave a Mickey hand. You can serve as a door greeter. You can serve in the coffee shop. There's areas that you can get plugged into if you're living that kind of lifestyle. Because you know what? That's what belong before you believe is all about. A couple people are excited about that. <clears throat> you know who loves that tagline, belong before you believe? Unchurched people love that tagline. All the time I get it. Man, I love that. I need to come check that out. You know who hates that? Stuck up Christians who don't get what it's about. 
So if you're reaching the lost and you're ticking off stuck-up Christians, you're doing something right. And that's the kind of church I'm glad to be a part of. And just because I don't agree with a certain lifestyle doesn't mean I can't love you. Doesn't mean that I can't spend time with you. Doesn't mean that I can't be your friend. I don't care what kind of lifestyle you're, loving, you're, you're living. I, I, want, I want to get to know you. I want to hear your story. Church, what if we were like that? What if we were like that on a daily basis? What if we were like that with, with people that are, that are, and I don't get it right every time, man. I'm not trying to like get on a high horse here. Because uh, I got my days where, you know, I just like, I don't want to deal with you right now, you know, because I'm trying to deal with myself. But what if you love people no matter what kind of lifestyle they're living, no matter what they look like? We as churches, the big church, have so many times, we have expectations that unbelievers should act like believers, which is not right and is not fair. Because you know what? Many believers aren't even acting like believers. I can be compassionate and still not compromise. I can be, we can still be compassionate and not compromise. I was hoping to get an amen from that because that came to me at 3.30 this morning. And I, haven't, and I haven't fallen back to sleep since then. So remember, Jesus was scandalous and his love was radical. He showed by his actions what love is all about. So if we're called scandalous and radical every once in a while, then so be it, man. Because we know who we believe in. We know what the Bible says. Another core belief that, that, uh, that we have here at the bridge is cultural, cultural relevance. We value cultural re relevance and believe that Christ followers must clearly communicate the never-changing truth of God to an ever-changing world in order to reach spiritually lost people with the message of Jesus Christ. The message never changes, but methods are flexible. The message never changes, but methods are flexible. And if you don't like something we do, hey, just hold on. We'll probably change it in six months to a year. Authentic relationships. We value authentic relationships and believe that an honest and loving community is essential for personal development and the advancement of the kingdom. We were made for biblical community, and we need each other. We were never meant to do life alone. I was talking to someone this morning, and uh, they're going through a difficult time. And, and I, just, I just told them, I said, I said, man, hang in there. Hang in there and keep fighting for what is true, for what is right, and stay plugged in. Because you need your church family. Because oftentimes what happens is you go through, people go through a difficult time, and then they, they kind of distance themselves a little bit from their church family, and next thing you know, man, you don't ever, never see them again. And they, they, get, they get to a, a, a deep and dark place. Last one, life change. We value life change and believe that God cares about every area of our lives. He cares about every area of your life. 
and wants to bring change through consistent prayer and study of his word. And so if we're not praying and we're not studying his word and we're not in community together, then our lives can't change. It's impossible. You can't do it. In conclusion, which can mean several things, Psalm 15. Psalm 15 lays out a question, it lays out an answer, and it lays out a result. And I encourage you to read it when you get home as well. But Psalm 15 says, O Lord, who may abide in your tents? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Who gets to be near you, Lord? Whom, whom do you welcome into your holy presence? Whom can have intimacy with you? Who can enjoy your guidance and wisdom? Who can be near you is the question that the psalmist is, is writing right now. Here's the answer in verse 2, 3, and 4. He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend it's, or discredits his friends. And verse 4, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, it despises the hurtful effects of those who reject God, but who honors, who shows respect to those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. He keeps his promises no matter what the personal cost. You know, there's something to be said about being a man or woman of your word. Integrity, let me repeat this. Integrity is a core value that honors God. You want to bring glory to God? Live a life of integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. You know, back in the day, when you shook a man's hand, you could count on the promise. You can't these days anymore. Shake a man's hand, shake a lady's hand, look him in the eye, and be someone of integrity. Verse 5, he does not put out his money at interest. He does not charge interest when assisting the poor. He's not trying to make a profit off people that are in need. Nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. Cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. So here's the promise. He who does these things will never be shaken. He who does these things will never be Shaken. He who lives by these core values will enjoy intimacy with Jesus and will stand firm when the world around them is falling apart. You better have core values and beliefs because if you don't, you will fall hard and you will wonder how you got there. You're going to look back and say, I don't even know who I am anymore. How did, how did I get to this point in my life? You don't have to get there. 
when you break these core values and beliefs, it will bring you to your knees. It will cause you to literally weep over your actions. But there is forgiveness and restoration that only Jesus can bring. Last page. And it's a half a page. We want you to know what you believe here at the bridge. And we want you to believe in the Bible. And we want you to check anything that's said from this stage, check it out. Because if it does, if it does not line up with Scripture, it better not be taught up here. We want to equip you because the battle is real. Amen to that? The battle is real. You guys know that the battle is real. <clears throat> the devil is real. The devil is real. But you want to know who else is real? Jesus is real. He's as real as they come. His love is fierce, and his promises are forever. Jesus' says, love is fierce and his promises are forever. Young adults, please listen to me. You will be forced to compromise in ways that many of us in this room never had to compromise in. I graduated high school 20 years ago and was bombarded and wasn't bombarded with the temptations and hatred towards Christian values like high schoolers and young adults are now. If you are a teen, a tween, if you're, if you're in your 20s, you have to know your core values and beliefs. I plead with you to figure out what those are. Because if you don't, you're going to look back and wish you had. And if you have core values and you live by them and you stand firm, you will not be shaken. Many claim to understand their own values, but I believe... You don't really know them until you do two things. One, you have to articulate your core values, and you have to write them clearly on paper. I believe you've got to write them down. You've got you to you write them down. And they have to be tested through daily decision-making. If you want to know which core values are, write them down and test them through daily decision-making. Take a look at your day, take a look at your week, and say, did I live by my core values today? Did I live by my core values this week? And I want you guys to go online at familylife.com, write this website down, familylife.com, and search determining your core values. Determining your core values. There is a worksheet that you can print out 
And it is awesome, man. It asks incredible questions. And I really want to do this with my wife uh, here in the next week or so. And, and I just want to say, you know, we, we have some pretty firm, you know, core values. But I want to make sure that my wife and I and my family is on the same page of what our core values are. Because tough times are going to come. Testing is going to come. Trials are going to come. But if you have those, you will not be shaken. Amen? Let me pray.